Allah Ta'ala declares that disbelievers are his and his prophets, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, enemies. To love the enemies of Allah Ta'ala and to cooperate with them causes one to become hostile against Allah Ta'ala and his prophet. A person thinks of himself as a Muslim, expresses the word Tawheed, and says, I believe, and performs namaz and every act of worship. But, on the other hand, he cooperates with disbelievers. Yet, he does not know that these loathsome actions of his will extirpate his being a Muslim and his Iman. Disbelievers are people who dislike the Islamic religion of the Messenger of Allah and who say that it doesn't correspond with our age, the age of and science, and renegades who publicly and basely make fun of Muslims and Islam. Because remaining outside of Islam befits their pleasures, lusts, and inner secret desires, they call it retrogression to be a Muslim. They call disbelief and irreligious behavior as modernism, civilization, and enlightenment. Some of them, in order to deceive innocent children, say, in Islam, everything ends in said so. It's always based upon said so by saying, it's been said by so-and-so. It's not based upon a document or a voucher, whereas other branches of knowledge are proved and are based on documents. These words of theirs manifest how ignorant they are. They have never read an Islamic book at all. Fantasizing in their imaginations something under the name of Islam, they presume that Islam is nothing but these thoughts of theirs. They don't know that the branches of knowledge and science, proofs and documents, which they consider as different and far away from Islam, are actually each a section, a branch of Islam. For example, all of the scientific knowledge, the books of physics, chemistry, and biology that are taught in high schools today say in their initial pages, the essence of our lesson is observation, examination, and experimentation. That is, these three things are the basis of scientific knowledge. In fact, all these three th are the things which Islam commands. That is, our religion commands us to learn scientific knowledge. In many places of the Quran al-Karim, we are commanded to see and observe nature, that is, all creatures living and lifeless beings. One day, our prophets Asabi Kiram alayhi ridwan asked him, some of us who have been to Yemen saw that they budded the date trees in a different way and reaped better dates. Shall we bud our trees in Medina as our fathers had been doing or as we have seen them do in Yemen, thus getting better and more plentiful dates? Rasulullah could have answered them, wait a bit, when Hadrat Jabril comes, that's Angel Gabriel, I will ask him and tell you what I learn. Or, I must think for a while, when Allah Ta'ala lets my heart know the truth, I will tell you. He didn't. He didn't say that. Instead, he said, try it. Bud some of the trees with your father's method and others with the method you saw being used in Yemen. Then always use the method which gives better dates. In other words, he commanded us to experiment and to rely on experimentation, which is the basis of science. He could have learned it from the angel, or no doubt it might have materialized in his blessed heart, but he pointed out that all over the world, Muslims who will exist until the end of the world should rely on experimentation and science. The event about budding the date trees is written in Kemya e Sa'adit and also in the 118th page of Marifatnama. Islam emphatically commands every kind of work, working in all the branches of science, on knowledge and on morals. It is written in books that all these efforts are fard i kifaya, that means a fard which is no longer an obligation for other Muslims when one Muslim does it. So 
When one Muslim does it, the others no longer have to do it. Moreover, if a tool or a means newly discovered by science is not produced in an Islamic country, and if any Muslim suffers harm for this reason, the administrators, the authorities of that country will be held responsible according to Islam. It was declared in a hadith, teach your sons how to swim and how to shoot arrows. What a beautiful amusement it is for women to spin threads in their homes. This hadith commands us to procure every kind of knowledge and weaponry necessary for war, never to remain idle and to find useful amusements. Today, it is for this reason that it is far for a Muslim nation to make the latest weaponry and artificial satellites. By doing so, Islam will be known all over the world. Not striving to make them will be a grave sin. The knowledge which Muslims have to acquire and learn is called ulum e islamiyah or Islamic knowledge. It is far to learn some of this knowledge. It is sunnah to learn some other branches of it, and it is muba to learn even more of it. Islamic knowledge is mainly divided into two branches. The first one is ulum-i-nakliya. This is also called religious knowledge. This originates from four sources called adillah-i-sharia. Religious knowledge is also divided into two, the zahri, or external branches of knowledge, and the batini, or internal branches of knowledge. The first ones are called the knowledge of fiqh, or ahkam-i-islamiyah. The second ones are called knowledge of tasawuf, or marifat. The ahkam-i-islamiyah is learned through murshids, and through the books of fiqh. Marifat flows from a murshid's heart into other Muslims' hearts. The second branch of Islamic knowledge is ulum-i-aqliya, experimental sciences. The branch dealing with living creatures is called ulum-i-tibbiya, science of medicine, and the branch dealing with non-living creatures is called ulum-i-hikamiya. The branch dealing with the sky and stars is called ulum-i-falakiya, the knowledge dealing with the earth is called ulum-i-tabiyya. The subdivisions of ulum-i-aqliya are mathematics, logic, and experimental knowledge. They are acquired by perceiving through the five senses, by observing through mind, experimentation, and calculation. These fields of knowledge help us to understand and better practice religious knowledge. They are necessary for this reason. They change, increase, and improve in the course of time. For this reason, it has been said, Takmil i sinat is fulfilled by talahuk i afkar, which means improvement in arts, science, and technology is realized by adding to one another's ideas and experiments. The knowledge which is acquired through tradition, i.e. religious knowledge, is very exalted. It is beyond and above mind's grasp, the power of human brains. It can never be changed by any person at any time. And this is the meaning of the statement, there can be no reform in the religion. Islam has not prohibited or limited the knowledge which is acquired through mind, yet it has commanded us to learn it together with religious knowledge and to utilize its results compatibly with the ahkam-i-islamiyah. It has also commanded us to make it useful for people and not to use it as a medium for cruelty, torture, and ruination. Muslims accomplished and used many scientific pr productions. The compass was invented in 687 or 1288 AD. The rifle with a trigger was invented in 1282, that's 1866 AD. The cannon was invented in 762 and used by Sultan Muhammad the Conqueror. 
Islam prohibits the teaching and learning of immorality, false history, and lies against Islam, which enemies of Islam, enemies of morality, put forward as education and give the name lessons or duties. Islam wants useful and good things to be learned and abstinence from bad and harmful propaganda. Thank you.